time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? Um, it is awesome to be with you guys in what is like a really rough time. Uh, the Super Bowl loss is, you know, just a couple days uh, past. And my plan was to take some time off, uh, <laughs> just a couple of days to try to relax and kind of get my feet down. You know, you know the, the events that we threw in Vegas were incredible, but I was to say that I was exhausted would be an understatement um, from the game. Uh, just doing all the stuff for the community and being with the people to just the long season, you know, I'm taking three days off where I wasn't working on the podcast or recording or whatever. And that's even with, you know, going on trips and all that stuff. So it was just a lot. And I wasn't planning on recording today, but there's just been so much uh, stuff that's transpired it's such a short time. So just wanted to jump on and, you know, talk about a couple of things and just, I appreciate you guys. Jason, he says, John, you're going to need more than therapy to convince me it's rough. And you know, right now it's a rough time. There, there's no doubt about it. Anytime you lose the super bowl and you're so stinking close, you know, whether, you know, we're talking 2019, we're talking 2012, we're talking 2023, Dang, um, you, you know, it just, it hurts. It hurts. The injuries on top of that, you just fired your DC. You're getting coaches poached. Um, it's rough. It, it's not an easy thing. Now, there's lots of things that we're going to go over some positives. We're going to go over some negatives, but I, I really wanted to just kind of jump on and just like, you know, be able to just talk about, man, um, how good this team is. But it wasn't good enough. Uh, how good this coaching staff is. But it wasn't good enough. You came up short again. It's so, I mean, it wasn't even, you made it to overtime, which is really cool. And probably one of the best Super Bowls that's been played in a long time. But you're on the short end. And so from an objective standpoint, the game was incredible. And everybody keeps telling me, and probably you guys as well, how great the game was. And it was absolutely incredible game. But from a 49ers fan standpoint, that game, it hurt. It sucked. Um, it really bothered me. Uh, and, and still like, you, you know, am I over the 2019 Super Bowl? Probably not. Am I over the 2012 one? Maybe. I, I don't know how long it's going to take to get to where we got to be to, to deal with this. It's going to take time. I mean, that, that's just the way that it is. It just, I, I don't know. Are you guys over the 2012 Super Bowl loss? Like it, I don't think we can be. And until you get that kind of redemption, Three consecutive Super Bowl losses is a killer. Uh, it's an absolute killer. What's up, Alvin? Man, it was really good hanging out uh, this past weekend. He says the event was awesome. Appreciate you guys. Logan says cried a bit, but hashtag CC. Um, yeah, yeah, I appreciate that, Matt. And, you know, Matt, appreciate you reaching out. Good friend, man. Uh, he says pain. That is all. Lots of pain. Um, and, you know, we're going to talk about a lot of different topics today. Um, <laughs> look at this. Look, if you're still a 49ers faithful, give me a hell yeah. Well, hell yeah, brother. Eh, not going anywhere. And, and you know, like, it, it's funny. Playing and coaching and just being fans of sports, like, 
the reason why we love sports so much is because of the wonderful things that you can see overcome and triumphant and victory and against all odds and all those different things. But so often, especially in our society today, we focus on only the victors and not the losers. There's a loser in every game, and there's 32 teams in the NFL. Only one gets to host that trophy. Only one each year. 49ers have hosted it five, hoisted it five times. It has been a while, though. 1994 was a very, very long time ago. But you've got to live through the downs to experience the ups. You don't get to just do one. And we are thankful and we are lucky that we're a part of this franchise, which is incredible and so rich in history and tradition. Now, I know that there are people listening to this or watching this that have not experienced a championship, and that's heartbreaking. It's terrible. We got to get one. That's not going to go away. And even if we did win this one, I wouldn't have been happy with it. I want to keep winning. I want to be the best all the time. Um. Right here, Oscar, he says, you know, 49ers have a crazy amount of needs this offseason. Last year was good, not great. On to the next one. Yeah, we're going to talk about some of those things uh, for sure. For sure. Um, Right here. I I disagree with this one, Alejandro. Damn, another four years till Super Bowl, maybe. Uh, I disagree. You got the quarterback. You got the roster in place. We'll go through some free agents and some things like that. I I, I I would not say four years. I, th- I think we'll be all right. And if it was four years, I think a lot of teams would sign up for that, not us. That's how spoiled we are, and that's a good thing. Mike, uh, that was an amazing game. Injuries, so much that went against them. You know, I keep getting asked, like, what's the one thing, the one single thing that you would, like, point the finger at as this was the issue? It was the Dre Greenlaw injury for me personally. Now he's my favorite player. But, you know, the last three games against the Chiefs, it's been the exact same damn narrative. Exact same. You go back to the 2019 Super Bowl against the Chiefs, and I know everybody wants to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo and all that stuff. No, 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 no. Quan Alexander, one of my favorite players in the NFL, came back early from injury that game and got abused. They went straight at him. The number, oh, my light went out. That ain't good. That's okay. This is fitting for what is happening, um, you know, with the 49ers. But when Quan Alexander went out or when Quan Alexander played in 2019, they abused the hell out of him. He was only out there in three linebacker sets. They destroyed that dude. We single-handedly dropped interceptions, missed tackles, everything. Like Quan Alexander, the linebacker, was terrible. You go to the Chiefs game last year in the regular season right after we trade for CMC. First half's close, three-point game. Dre Greenlaw got hurt. DFF goes in. They go straight at him. They destroy that man. Run game, pass game. DFF just gets abused. Go to this Super Bowl. You know, Dre Greenlaw plays 12 snaps, shut him down. They couldn't even get a first down. Travis Kelsey running into his head coach trying to fight him. One catch, two yards. Oren Burke steps into the two spot. Then everything goes smooth after that. They attack that number two linebacker spot. And so it's weird whenever you look at it that way. Um, It's hard. Vincent knows Vegas. Thanks for the party this weekend. My baby daughter uh, loved it. We'll see you again next year. Man, really appreciate you, Vince. Uh, It was, you know, we had 450 plus at the watch party, which was great. And, you know, I feel like we did our job, <laughs> but we don't play the game. 
Uh, we wanted to create an experience for people to come have a good time. And I think that we uh, accomplished that. You know, it's hard to make everybody happy, but Vince, I appreciate you very much. Uh, Gold Blooded, thanks for the super chat. Let me vent. Number one, Kyle is being Kyle in big moments. Uh, too much talent to be mediocre. Can't get your playmakers the ball. It's Kyle's fault. Run CMC 40 times if you have to. Empty sets on third and short uh, downs. Kyle wanted a scapegoat. I agree with a lot of that. You know, I the majority of this, this episode, I want to talk about the DC position. Wilkes getting fired and, you know, talking just about what that looks like. But, you know, it, it's funny. I don't see Wilkes as a scapegoat. I, I keep seeing that language get put put out there. I just don't think it was a fit between Kyle and Wilkes. And I, I've been on staffs with great coaches that don't get along and just not a fit. And you got to move on. Sometimes relationship is more important than performance. That's just the way life is at lots of different jobs, not just football. I, I don't think that Wilkes was amazing. I don't think that he was bad. I will say this, and I'm 100% like I'll stand behind this. The best coordinator for the 49ers in the Super Bowl was Steve Wilkes. It wasn't Kyle Shanahan who abandoned the run in the third down, went three for 12 on third downs. Yikes. Um, did not get the ball to his studs. Um, yeah, it, I mean, it sure as hell wasn't the special teams coordinator. That dude, I have no clue how he still has a job in all this, to be honest with you. Like, I don't understand that. Now, I'm not a person that ever wants to, like, call for jobs or whatever else. But if you watch this season, you watch the postseason, you watch the Super Bowl, and you walk away, say, yeah, the defensive coordinators, the the spot, if we're grading off performance, the D, the special teams coordinator is the biggest joke in the NFL right now. And, like, this is probably why Tabor Pepper has blocked me, and that's okay. Uh, like, I'm a fan. This is a fan show, and I'm not a beat reporter. I don't want to be. Uh, don't want to be. Like, I want to be a fan. That's just who I am. Special teams is dog shit, man. It's terrible. Like, it's terrible. Has been terrible. Has gotten worse. And, like, we're just cool with that. Like, I, I just don't understand how nobody is talking about special teams. I, I think a lot of it has to do with, yeah, I think my light died. I think a lot of it has to do with people don't know special teams or they don't watch the film. We're as poorly coached as any team I've ever seen since I've covered the sport. Um, and, you know, Sh Shady had had his, one of his best friends from Texas, uh, representing my Texas Longhorns in, in a negative way, as the, you know, special teams coordinator for six years and just got worse, 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 worse. You bring in Snyder, who's got a crazy good track record. This was Brian's, uh, this was Snyder's worst coach team in the history of his whole career. And nobody says anything. Everybody just shrugs their shoulders and moves on. Like, I, I don't understand why nobody cares about that. Um, yeah, you should have ran the ball a lot more. Thank you, uh, gold-blooded, right there. And, yeah, J hey, Zeus, you know, he's sitting here saying Steve's uh, scapegoat. I, I don't buy into that. Um, I, I really, really don't. And, you know, I, I know some people are going to flex right here. Uh, G Bassman, he says, so stoked to never hear John in denial about making excuses for Wilkes ever again. You held Kansas City to 19 points. They had three points at the half, man. I'm sorry. Uh, Logan Ryan and Oren Burks played 60% of snaps at the Super Bowl. Come on, man. Those are two guys that have no business getting that many snaps at the Super Bowl at all. And it worked. 
and it worked and it worked. Um, yeah. I, I mean, if you can't score more than 19 points, you don't deserve to win period period. Um, and the 49ers offense couldn't get it done. Couldn't get it done. You, you look at the losses that this team had on the season. Now, does that mean Wilk shouldn't have been fired? That's not what I'm saying at all. That's not what I'm saying at all. I don't think it was a good fit. Kyle undercut his his feet time and time and time again. Was he right to do so? Perhaps. But I'll, I'll tell you this. The Shanahan loyalty program is real. Nepotism at its finest. Shanahan represents that more than anybody. Now, you could cut a lot of these clips and be like, oh, John Chapman hates Kyle Shanahan. No, it's a nuanced take. It's not as black and white as this or that. And if you want that, there's lots of simpletons that can give you those messages and appeal to those emotions. That's not really who I am. If I could have any head coach in the NFL, I would choose Kyle Shanahan. I, I believe that. Number one, he would be my number one coach. I would take him over anybody else. And somebody's like, what about Andy Reid? No, he's old. And two, he's never won a game unless he's had the best Super Bowl on the planet. He's never won a championship. That's it. So, like, if, if you are like, man, Kyle can't win the big one. Here we go. Kyle Shanahan lost the same way he does in critical games. He hasn't learned. He ran the ball 31 times. He went away from it in the third. And I was pissed. I was beyond upset. But then he went back to it in the fourth. And so I think that he has learned. But there's still some issues there for sure. Yeah, he should have ran the ball a lot more times. A lot more times. There's no doubt about that. Um, but if you are a person that's like, Kyle can't win the big one, but then you talk about Andy Reid, please go look at Andy Reid's coaching history. That dude took him 25 years before he won the Super Bowl. And he went to how many AFC and NFC championship games before he won? Like, it's so hard to win the big one. That's not an excuse. That's not what I'm trying to say at all. Um, It's just... It's it's hard, man. The ball's got to bounce your way. You caused nine fumbles. There were nine fumbles for the Chiefs. You got one. That's huge. Um, ball hits a dude's foot on a punt. That that's coach. That's coaching. I mean, you very clearly see Ray Ray say, "Get away, get away, get away." Rookie out there instead of Samuel Womack. That's the difference. Uh, that's the difference. Uh, Oscar Shanahan better watch out. He's almost at a decade of being head coach and no chip to show for it. That's not, that's very common. Uh, Purdy continues to rise in stock. 49ers may have to ask himself, is, yeah, yeah, Shanahan's the coach for Pur Purdy. There's, there's no, like, look at the coaches we're losing. Our running backs coach, Anthony Lynn, went to the Commanders, running game coordinator. Clint Kubiak went to the Saints, offensive coordinator. Our assistant offensive line coach to the Raiders, assistant D line coach, Daryl Tapp. Uh, to the commanders like no nah, man like we do this every time and I, I get the knee-jerk reaction I get the pain I get the what do we do now I understand all those things but we can't like guys Kyle Shanahan is like every single team would hire Shanahan tomorrow without hesitation without hesitation um yeah, it's crazy to me. Now, let's go back to Wilkes. Football season may be over, 
But the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you, and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer? Or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers. For a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. It, it, it wouldn't have fit. You know, you could go back to the zero blitz against the, <clears throat> the Vikings where Shanahan lost his mind and called him out publicly. I lost a lot of respect for Shanahan then. Like, you don't do that. You don't do that to your coaches in public. You do that behind the scenes. Like praise flows down. Criticism flows up. You're the big man on campus. You handle those things. Now, he could fire him, and he did. And I have no problems with Wilkes being fired. That's not it at all. There were some issues there. He's running a different scheme. It didn't work. It was the first time that Kyle Shanahan ever went outside of his family tree, his familiarity, his best friends, fan club, whatever you want to say it. And Shanahan needs to stick to that. Like, if you, how do, how do I say this? If, if we're looking at DCs for the future, you don't bring in anybody outside. It's hard to work with Shanahan. And if you have not proved your loyalty to him, he will leave you as bait for everybody and cut you loose. Now, it's the NFL. And I get it, you know, it's a no friends league, but Shanahan doesn't operate that way. He has to know and trust you. And you have to know and understand what Shanahan wants. And if you don't, Jimmy Garoppolo as a player, you're gone. Trey Lance, you're gone. You have to be a part of the members club. That is Kyle Shanahan's loyalty program. And if you're not, as a player or coach, get the hell out. Look at the rookies, right? You bring in all these rookies. None of you are going to play. None of you belong to the Shanahan membership club. It, it, there's nobody else that does this in the NFL. The only team that does that is Kyle Shanahan. Now, it works because he built this roster, and it's pretty solid, but he does it to a fault a lot of times. Doesn't mean I don't want him as my coach. I do. But it's different. So that's why I'm sitting here saying Shanahan better go get somebody that knows him, period. He cannot work well with strangers. It's not who he is. Don't do that. Don't do that. Josh, appreciate you, man. He says, just want to say thanks for the work at the watch party. It was a great time. It felt awesome to be around fellow Niner fans. Great job. Man, thank you, Josh. Uh, the amount of work that went into that is great. My voice is still gone. Uh, I was really hoping. I haven't really talked in like two days. Uh, but you can tell it's it's going out as this show goes on. Um but thank you, Josh. The community was, gosh, that was awesome. And I hate the way that it ended. But, man, that was that was probably one of the coolest experiences I've ever been a part of. I've been to a Super Bowl. I went to the Miami one. 
Uh, but whenever the opportunity presented itself and I saw the ticket prices and I was just like, man, there's going to be a lot of people that just aren't going to go to the Super Bowl game because it's so pricey. Let's try to create the second best thing for them. And I think that we did that. And I hope my, my whole thing was like, look, you have 400 plus people trusting you with your Super Bowl experience. We can't let them down. Uh, we got to go all out. And I, I think we did. If we would have got the win. Ah, but thank you, Josh. That, that means a lot. Because, I mean, I go lie. I get to the end of the season. And like, like a lot of you guys, you're exhausted, you're tired, all the traveling, uh, all that stuff. And I'm just like, man, I don't know if I want to do events anymore. And I know that's like, I'm not saying that's what I want to do. But, man, I feel that way. It's exhausting. So I appreciate, you know, your kind words. Daryl, JC, what do you want to make of all these vids of Kansas City cheating? Eh, I don't care about them. I really don't. They got Patrick Mahomes, who I would argue is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time already. If he never played it down again, he would be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Andy Reid's a great coach. Um, they've got a lot of really good, talented players, but at the end of the day, Patrick Mahomes was the difference. Steve Spagnola was the difference. I don't care. I don't care about those things. We got to be us. We're, we're the better team, and we weren't coached the way that we should have been coached. Uh, we weren't. We didn't call the game the way we should have called it. That's huge. Um, Jordan, thank you for the super chat. Kyle has no accountability. Nothing will change. The first part, you're exactly correct. Yeah, Kyle has no accountability. Um, he runs everything. Like, it's funny when people talk to me about, like, John Lynch and stuff like that. Like, John Lynch answers to Kyle. If Kyle says we're drafted this player, we're drafted this player. If Kyle says we're signing this player, we're signing this player. Now, I think that those two have the relationship where – John Lynch runs most things, but if Kyle says something, that's the end-all, be-all, period. That's all there is to it. Chad York, you're making so much money. He's raised Super Bowl license, you know, or Super Bowl seat purchase, all that stuff. It's raised every year Kyle's been here. So from an ownership standpoint, you're happy. From kind of the team moving forward, you've got to be happy. The 49ers are the betting favorites again to, to win the Super Bowl next year. Uh, does that mean that they will be? Ah, I, You know, we'll see. A lot of things got to change, go your way and all that stuff. But yeah, Kyle's not going to change. I, I, I don't think so. Um, but I will say this. I don't want to change too much. And I think that he has grown considerably. He went back to the run in the fourth quarter. He went back to the run. I think that's huge. Um, but there are some issues. Now, back to the – oh, here we go. Got another Super Chat. Thank you, Vince. Appreciate you, brother. Big shout-out to Jair Brown. The rookie had a great game in the Super Bowl. Can't wait until Hufunga and Brown are on the field together. Oh, Hufunga plays that game. It's a different outcome. It's a different outcome. There's no doubt about that. Like, injuries hurt. Greenlaw, Hufunga, Feliciano – Killed the defense, man. It really, really did. And it's not like they played poorly, but yeah, it could have been better. The, the future's bright. You're bringing back all the studs. You're bringing back everybody. And from a defensive standpoint, you're bringing back all three levels of position coaches. D-line, still got Chris Kucerich. Linebacker, still got Johnny Hollins. DB, still got Bullocks. 
those guys are paramount to everything, and they've been there all the way since Shanahan showed up, all of them. So you've got the continuity for the system. The D.C. better be, and, you know, I just saw, you know, Barrows put out a great article on The Athletic about a bunch of the people, and I know, like, people are out there talking about <coughs> Nick Saban and Bill Belichick and all that stuff, and it just cracks me up. Um but you know, I don't think those are possibilities. And if 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 Kyle Shanahan can't get along with one of the most mind or sorry, mild mannered veteran coaches in the NFL, and Steve Wilkes, you think he's going to get along with Bill Belichick? Come on, guys. One doesn't run the scheme, so now you got to change the scheme, which Kyle said he's open to. In the past, he's proven he has not been open to that. You got to get somebody that knows the scheme. Chris Giffen's the only one, and I don't want him to be the DC. But he's a Kyle guy, and he knows the system. Yeah, I don't have. Ugh. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Jason, I appreciate this. A coach falls on the sword even if it's not his fault. That's more about being a man, you know, and a coach. Kyle, he, he lacks that one sometimes. You know, we saw that in the Jimmy G situation, how that panned out. That was too kind of non, how do you say this, mature adult males going at each other through the media. That didn't help anybody. They both look stupid through that whole altercation. Now Jimmy G is basically out of a job. Kyle, he, I mean, he's killing it as far as like what he's done with this team. It's, it's unbelievable. But you got to win it all. That's the only thing he's got there left. And he got pretty damn close, but not close enough. Nick, my man, appreciate you, brother. It was great hanging out all weekend. He says, when does this become a locker room issue? Seems a lot of fan base is turning on him um, and it's lack of accountability. That's my main worry. I, I mean, you if you win, win fixes everything. And you got to look around. What would you prefer, right? So, like, yeah, the, the lack of accountability is rough. He hasn't fired coaches in the past, though. Like, that's the weird thing. Like, you could look at like Steve Spagnola, right? Or Hightower, the special teams coach from Texas. He let them go get other jobs. He didn't fire them. He fired Wilkes. Like, this is a little bit different. He hasn't been out there firing coaches. That's not really been his MO at all. So, like, this is this is a little bit different, Nick. And yeah, like I get some people are pissed, and we need something. Like and that's another thing that's weird about this Super Bowl because you could what talk about the Jaquaski Tart dropped interception. You could talk about, you know, the Jimmy Garoppolo missed pass. You could talk about like there's specific instances that happen late in the fourth quarter to end certain seasons. And you could say that right there is why. You can't do that this this time. There, there's a bunch of different reasons. Like there wasn't this one single thing and like for me, the Drake Greenlaw would be the number one. That happened in the first quarter. Or maybe a second quarter. Second quarter. But maybe it's the special teams fumble, right? That happened in the second half, third quarter. That that was the first touchdown they got. But I, I'm not too concerned about that because he's got the track record. He's got the support of, you know, the the what's it called? Um, the ownership. I, I mean, sales are what they are. He's turned this team. The roster is incredible. He's three-time runner-up for Coach of the Year. Uh, I don't know. 
I don't know. Sonia says, you know, killing me to see Chris Jones come in untouched on that last drive and see IU quite open. Yeah, that's a rough one. And, you know, again, John Feliciano gets injured. You bring in Burford. He misses it completely. And Purdy goes to the wrong read. It's killer. But, like, at the same time, I, I can't believe Ayuk had one of his worst games again. Again. You know, four of Ayuk's were the four worst games of Ayuk all year were when Debo was banged up. That bothers me so much. So much. And like, yeah, he only had three catches, but he had six targets. That's a 50% catch rate. Guess how many targets Brandon Ayuk averaged all year? Six and a half per game. Should he have gotten the ball more? Sure. But like, I don't know, man. There, there's a lot there. I love Brandon Ayuk, and that's why I get so mad because <coughs> I do see him as a top five wide receiver in the NFL. But whenever he needs to be the guy, he disappears. And, like, you can go to the Detroit game, and he made that unbelievable catch, which brought life to it. That was a bad game for him, too. And it's just like... That play was incredible, and that changed everything. And so, like, respect. But, like, he's one of my favorites. I think he is by far one of the better players we have. And But you don't see that. You you didn't see that. And that that bothers me, man. Um, and Jason right here, I think that this, you know, Jason says, I don't like how Feliciano buried his team. I don't either. You know, we're hurting. Players and coaches are hurting more. And you learn a lot about humans men in particular how they act whenever things are down and you know this was whenever i was a coach my number one speech was you know and i taught in the inner city with with um, you know very high poverty rate in south dallas and i would say you know th this was my go-to line like you know the, the age-old adage football doesn't build character i do think that it does build character but it reveals who you are it shows who you are when chips are down and when things go wrong, because that's what life happens. That's ha it happens to everybody in life. Who are you going to be? Who are you going to be? Are, are you the type of person that when things don't go your way, that you throw people under the bus? Kyle Shanahan, right? Hasn't done that. Hasn't really done that. Jimmy G, Steve Wilkes. That's his list. John Feliciano just did that. Now he went back and apologized. So that's great. That's something Kyle's never going to do. Um, and again, I want Kyle to be our coach, but that shows you who you are. I, and I don't like that. I do not like that. Uh, you got Brandon Ayuk's brother going out there and talking about, oh, throwing the ball more. Man, come on. Maybe have better than a 50% catch rate throughout the playoffs. I think it was like, like you look at the playoffs, listen to this. And I love Brandon Ayuk. You go to the Green Bay game, three catches on six targets. 50% catch rate. Terrible. Mind you, he had a 71% catch rate throughout the season. Then you go to Detroit. Three catches on eight targets. That's a 37% catch rate. Terrible. Then three catches on six targets in the Super Bowl. 50% again. Not good. Not good. Not good. Uh, and you're like, well, you know, maybe he should have had better passes. You know, he had a contested catch that he didn't pull down in the Super Bowl. I don't know. There's some of that there. And and I get it when you lose. 
It sucks. And yeah, Kittle too. We got to talk about Kittle. He was injured, banged up, fighting through everything. He had that catch that was called back because of the stupid hold call. Um, it was a bad hold call. And it wasn't reciprocated on the other end, but that's just what refs are going to do. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. It's, it's bad whenever... You know, I, I like this, Debster. Thank you. Yeah, I put a good amount of blame on Kyle. Not all, but it's a good amount. And don't call me bud. I like that. I appreciate you, Debster. Uh, you're awesome. And Logan says, you know, I'm not saying Purdy was fantastic, but watching the game, you can point fingers at numerous people before you. Yeah, Purdy was Purdy was awesome. I'm sorry, guys. Like, I, I, I'm sticking to Purdy didn't, you know, one sack for four yards, no turnovers. Was he amazing? Was it his best game? No, but he kept that team freaking going. He really, really did. Um, you know, a lot more incomplete passes than normal. That stinks. Uh, you know, some tip passes, all those things. But no, nah. yeah, before overtime, Purdy outplayed Patrick Mahomes. That's my opinion. But then overtime, Mahomes going to do what he just got to win the damn game. It's just what he is. Um, and, and, you know, it sucks. But Purdy's, I have all the faith in the world in that guy. I, I'm, I'm sorry. And he's awesome. I wonder how many quarterback hits, you know, they got one sack. They had the Kansas city chiefs defense had 27 pressures, 10 quarterback hits. Purdy was awesome. Purdy was awesome. Purdy was awesome. He did enough to, to win that game. There were some issues. Was it a perfect game? Was he stellar? One sack against Spags? No turnovers. If you would have told me that stat line before the game, I would have said 49ers win by 10. Yeah. Yeah, right here. Niner Gang Podcast. Go check them out. He says the offense was bad this game. The defense did everything they could to get them two turnovers. What happened? Uh, they did nothing. That I'm with you, man. Uh, this loss is on the offense way more. That's why whatever I said earlier, I don't think that Wilkes got fired for the Super Bowl. I think he was going to get fired regardless. Just wasn't a fit. Him and Kyle were not a fit. But of the three coordinators for uh, the 49ers, special teams, offense, defense, Wilkes was the best in the Super Bowl. Wilkes was the best. Snyder's been the worst forever. And Shanahan, not great. Three of 12 on third downs. You lost that battle, buddy. You lost that battle. Vince, thanks for the super chat, man, and support, Vince. You're great. Still excited for next year. 100%. This team is still awesome. Yeah, you know, looks like our rookie, rookie safeties is a hit. Jake Moody hit a Super Bowl record kick, hit one, two. Missed that one. Haven't seen Law 2 yet. Tons of draft capital with the depot line class. The future is bright. My man. So let's transition briefly. The 49ers have 11 draft picks next year. 11. We have a first. We have a second. We have two third rounders. We have two fourth rounders. We have a fifth. We have a sixth. We've got another sixth. And then we got a seventh. I think the math was right there. I got to work on that. Sorry, I messed up. I was reading the comments and back and forth. I messed up. But 11 picks. We're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. And, and you're getting a lot of depth to step in. Now, the 49ers have been huge with sophomore players finally getting to step in. So let's look at our draft class from last year. Jair Brown, good. 
Jake Moody, he's going to be the kicker for the future, whether you like him or you don't. Cameron Latu, probably the biggest question mark when we drafted him. Still don't know anything about him. Daryl Luter Jr., coaching staff loves him. Um, they trust, they like him more than Samuel Womack. He passed him on the depth chart at corner and special teams. Cost us in the Super Bowl. But he seems pretty, he's going to be fighting for that spot. Um, I, I think that he's going to be in that Ambry Thomas role next year. I could see that 100%. Robert Bill Jr., I mean, he got snaps in the Super Bowl, not many. I think it was like four. But D. Winners, special teams linebacker, Braden Willis. Had that one call, uh, I think it was a false start or something, but you know Willis is going to be taking over that tight end three spot. Ronnie Bell showed glimpses, just got to come through. But the thing is, with Ronnie Bell, we're bringing back our top three wide receivers. People keep forgetting, Jawan Jennings is a restricted free agent. He's not going anywhere. It's his fifth year, but his first year did not accrue. So his, his contract told... And this is the last year of his rookie deal, but he's restricted free agent, if that makes sense. So this is his fourth actual year. So he's not going anywhere. So we're getting our three wide receivers back. Brandon Ayuk under contract on the fifth-year option. He's getting $15 million. But then you've got seventh-rounder Jalen Graham. So you've already got the next wave of free agents, your you know, draft picks, your reinforcements, there we go, to step into some of these spots you're losing. Now, let's go through... And let's talk about some of these spots. These are the free agents we're losing. And I'm starting with most important, Cleveland Farrell. Bring him back. You pay that man. John Feliciano, bring him back. That dude's starting. Bring him. And now, he hurt himself by opening up his damn mouth. Shanahan don't tolerate that. Only one person can talk bad about other people, and that's Kyle Shanahan. Nobody else. And so... You know, if I'm Cleveland Farrell, I'm going, look, dude, you were bashing your D.C. I was just following your lead, but obviously you can't do that. Um, I would have thought John Felinciano was a lock to come back on a one-year deal. Now I don't know. Now I don't know. Uh, shouldn't talk, man. Ken Law, he's gone. Charlie Warner, I think that they will bring him back. He's been awesome this year. Sam Darnold, gone. Uh, Chase Young, gone. Randy Gregory, gone. Gibson, he probably should go because he's not even going to get a start, I don't think. With Jair Brown, like, it might be. So he thought about retiring last year. I don't know. I hope he comes back. I love Gip, but I want I, I want the switch. I, I'm, I'm ready for Jair Brown and Hufunga. Uh, that's what I want. Oren Burks, that one hurts, but probably time for him to go. With the young rookie linebackers, you know, D. Winters and Jalen Graham stepping up into that role. DFS done too. Uh, Kevin Givens, I thought he had some, he's shined, but had some bright spots, but also some real low ones. Ray Ray McLeod, Sebastian Joseph Day, Brandon Allen, Roz Dwelly, Chris Conley. Bring him back. He was awesome in the Super Bowl. Logan Ryan, Matt Pryor, Ben Barth. Uh, the the offensive guard slash center. He's restricted free agent, so you can bring him back on the cheap. And then Terrence Mitchell. None of those are guys. Only Farrell and Feliciano were starters. And they're not going to be pricey. Like, this is like the easiest free agent class I've ever witnessed in the NFL. You're not losing any studs. None. None. And so... Uh, yeah, I, I knew this question was going to come up. I, I appreciate you, Mark. 
says, John, if Kyle explained the OT rules to the assistants or whatever, why did he want the ball first? This is new. So if you score a touchdown, they can score a touchdown. You get it third, you score, you win. That's the Kyle Shanahan understanding. And I get it. It it tracks. But you got to score a touchdown. You didn't score a touchdown. I hated the third down call. I hated the third down call, man. Um, But, yeah, I mean, you've seen the video. Chiefs were going to give us the ball first, and that's probably the right way to go because then you know what you have to do to match. This could have gone 100 different ways, but I can guarantee you this. In the future, every single team in the Super Bowl, whenever it goes to overtime, will choose to defer. It'll be the new Kyle Shanahan rule. And the fact that Kyle Juszczyk didn't even know the rules, that scares me. Kyle Juszczyk on the sideline, they filmed it. He's like, wait, if we score a touchdown, they get the ball back? Didn't even know. That's on coaches. You got to prepare your team. That's football 101. That's crazy to me. Um, Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Right here, uh, Juancho Garcia. Appreciate you, uh, Super Chat. We need more depth on the offensive line. Agree. Good thing we got enough picks in the draft. This is a heavy offensive line draft. Center's the most important thing in the world to me personally. Right tackle, I get it, but they love McKivitz. He won an award for toughest freaking player. Voted on by the, I think the coaches. They love him. They love him. Ah, so yeah, I don't, I don't know how that's going to go. I, I really, really don't. Um, but the future is bright. We got to figure some stuff out. You got to extend some players to free up some cap space so that you can, you know, sign your draft class, bring in a couple of guys. But, ah, yeah, right here, Kevin, appreciate you, brother. He says, you know, every college coach knows to defer with this system. I don't know how Kyle didn't understand that. Yeah, it's bad. Um, yeah, right. And right here, CSL, appreciate you. He says, you, you know, the clip, you see Mahomes and Kelsey like, Quote, yes, we they took the ball. That is what we wanted because they wanted to know what you have to do to tie, to keep the game going. Uh, you gave them the advantage. That's huge. Now, would that have changed? I, I, it gives you an extra down because then you got to go forward on fourth. You know, it's a butterfly effect, whatever. And I play that game all the time in my head. Man, if only this thing didn't happen. It's a slippery slope. Scott, appreciate the super chat. Chap. What do you think about the age of our roster? You think our boys will be slowing down? No, I, I don't. I feel pretty good about the team because there's such an influx of youth on the way. I just read through the draft class from last year, which we we're able to retain every single one of them. Like, that's what's crazy to me. Last year, everybody was like, dude, there's not nine spots on our roster. They made nine spots, and they kept all nine. We have everybody from last year's draft class. That's crazy. Now you got 11 picks for this upcoming year. That's 20. That's 20 out of 53. You know, will all of them make the 53? Probably not. But you have an influx of youth. Um, So we'll see. We'll we'll see what that looks like. But, man, this was fun. You know, I wanted to jump on just because so many people were reaching out to me and, like, frustration and anger and blame are 100% human emotions, but don't let them overtake everything. Anger, it's appropriate. Go through those stages and be in that moment. That's cool. 
but don't allow that to turn you to dislike or hate or you know call out or fight with other people that that's not what we're going for right that that's one of the things that's different than us than eagles fans um and players yeah you can get frustrated players you get frustrated coaches but that doesn't mean like you hate them and all that stuff so you know, we put this thing into perspective. We're the second best team in the NFL this year. You don't get a trophy for that. Actually, you do. You get an AFC cha- or an NFC championship trophy. But it hurts. And that's just where we got to be right now. The future is bright. Um, and, yeah, we don't have Patrick Mahomes, but we got Brock Purdy. And he was freaking awesome. And he went toe-to-toe with Mahomes and did pretty much enough. We are play away, bounce away, field goal away, fumble away. Future's bright. Love you guys. You are awesome. Uh, we'll be bringing content all off season. I'm going to take a little bit more time off. I still can't talk very well. My throat's killing me right now. Um, once my voice heals, then we'll do all the Patreon stuff. Uh, you know, the breakdowns from the Super Bowl, which I am going to do. I'm not going to skip out on that. And we're going to have a Zoom hangout uh, next week. Um, so stay tuned for that. We'll be able to hear from you guys in this off season. You know, draft content. We'll be, we'll be doing all kinds of stuff. We'll be here all year. This is our show year-round. We appreciate you guys, and it sucks right now. I mean, my light freaking quit on me. Are you kidding me? Uh, But that's okay. Uh, You guys are the best. Until next time, stay strong and faithful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.